Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. to the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I hope even you this morning you are happy because in the house of the Lord, if you have parents, that's where parents are lifted. If you are sick, that's where healing is. If you are in need of something, that's where fulfillment and manifestation of that need will be made. In the house of the Lord. Amen. So this is why I do not understand a person who can miss a savior. It is as it says, a savior. That means that's where God is going to come and work with you work through your needs, work through your, your healing if you need it, in the house of the Lord. Amen. So once more, it's a privilege to come here, and then we'd like to thank the pastor for giving us this opportunity to come and speak to you. Amen. So the musician can take their place, and then from there we can start with the business of the day, which is preaching the word of the Lord. Amen. We have a few scriptures that we're going to read just to make a foundation for our message this morning. And then how many enjoyed uh, a, a home governed by love? The Spirit. Amen. I thought it was, a, it was wonderful. Amen. In fact, even the message today will be just a continuation of that. Amen. Amen. Because it was just a wonderful series. Hallelujah. So we like the God to bless our pastor because each and every time we come here, we get fed. How many feel fed every time coming here? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we'll open our first scripture. That will be Revelation chapter 2. Then we'll read from verse 1 to 7. 
Revelation chapter 2 from verse 1 to 7. And from there we'll read Ephesians 3, verse 16 to 9, and 1 John chapter 5. Amen. So let's start with Revelation chapter 2. And then it reads this way, from verse 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne and hast and, and has borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Now this is where we're going to get the topic of our message from. Our topic of the, for this morning will be the first love. Like I said, we're going to take from the series that the pastor was preaching on, on love. Amen. So we're just going to find out what that love is. Remember, it was a home governed by love. Now we want to know what is that love. Amen. Amen. Because now here in the church of Ephesus, Jesus Christ says, I have somewhat against you because thou hast left thy first love. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, verse 5 says, Remember therefore that from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first work, or else I'll come unto thee quickly, and I'll remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Amen. Amen. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now you'll find that if you read in Ephesus, these were just the deeds of the Nicolaitans. But if you go to pay the church of Pergamos, those deeds became what? A doctrine. Now we'll, maybe as time goes on, maybe next time we'll preach about the deeds, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, what it was. Because Nicolaitans means to conquer the late. Amen. So what do you mean when they say they were conquering the late? Amen. How? We're going to touch on some of that too this morning. Amen. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. To him, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Amen. Now let's go to Ephesians uh, chapter 3. We'll read from verse 16 to 19. And it reads this way. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Amen. Amen. That Christ might dwell in your hearts by faith and that ye be grounded, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Now, there is something that we're going to touch on to say. What is the grounding place for faith? I think uh, Paul just says it here that the grounding place, the bedding place for faith is what? Love. So that is why we're going to find out what is that first love. That is the grounding place for faith. Amen. Now he says, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. Now we'll read our last scripture which is John 
First uh, John chapter five, and we'll read only verse three. Amen. And uh, if found, it reads this way: For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandment. Now, His commandment is what? It is His word. And His commandments are not grievous. Amen. You see, that means His commandments are not difficult to keep. His commandment will not lead us astray. In fact, His commandment will give us what eternal life. Amen. May God bless the reading of His word as we pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we have just read your, from out from your scripture, which is your word. And this morning, Father, here are your children with yearning hearts. I know, Father, what they are yearning is for you to come and speak to them. May you please, Father, take me away from this place, Father, that the only thing that they will hear speaking will be you. May you please use my mouth so that, Father, it is only a mouthpiece. May they not see any of me, Father, because me, being a man, I might be full of mistakes, full of mistakes, but you, Father, you are not full of mistakes. You are an almighty God. You are an all-conquering God. You have never seen any defeat ever in, 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 in existence. Even every time we look for something, Father, you are the person that we come unto. That is why this morning, Father, they've come unto here, Father, just to hear from you. May you please circumcise their ears, Father, so that whatever they hear, Father, it might be uplifting unto them. And, Father, may you please circumcise my lips, Father, that whatever may proceed out of my mouth, Father, may be what you want them to hear. I pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We can have the comfort of our seats. Amen. Um, so, starting this 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 uh, sermon this morning, uh, maybe I will start with a little testimony. Because on Friday, I after coming back from work, suddenly I became sick. I don't know what was happening. So my body became so I was just having high fever. So I, I couldn't understand what was happening. Because I think it was just flu. Matter the way it attacked me is the kind of flu that I never had before. Now, when this happened, I sort of started panicking. <laughs> because the, the pastor had assigned me to come and preach this morning to you. So I was like wondering, what am I going to do? No, man, I can't phone the pastor now. It's just too late. So now for me, the more I, I, I panic, the more the pains became even worse. Now I, I took some painkillers there. I, even for me to come from my bedroom, go down the stairs, look for the pain, it was just a mission. But, <laughs> amen. Well, after drinking those pills, so I went to bed and, 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 and slept. Now, while sleeping, something just came to me and said, who am I? <laughs> now, immediately when that happened, I remembered one quotation. That the prophet has. I will want us to start with that quotation. It says it's from the position of a believer. You see, a position of a believer in Christ. <laughs> that is part and parcel of who I am. Because I'm positioned in Christ. Amen. So now he says, we'll read paragraph six. He says, brought up a little girl up, a little Indian girl. A beautiful little thing, a little maid. And her eyes, real black, shiny. Before, I got, I, before she got to me, someone, I believe it was brother, missionary brother, brother Michelle, she said, she is blind. And someone said down the line, she's blind. 
See them lead her coming alone and brought her in front of me. Now he says here, I prayed to our heavenly father for their child. I waved my hands in front of her face and those big black eyes just staring. So then I thought, poor little fella has to go through life like that. You see now, the moment Brother Bremen saw that, he had what? He had compassion for the girl. He had lie, he, he projected love for that girl. So even with me, the moment I realized that I was sick, I did not think about myself. I was thinking about you. I was thinking about the pastor. That no, I should not disappoint the pastor because I need to be here this morning. So what should I do? Now he says here, yeah, I put my hands back on her. And he says, it seems like I left. He said, this sounds fanatical, but it is true. Seems like I left the earth and went in before the throne of God. Now that is where I was basing to now. Now the question was, who am I? Now the answer was that, I'm a jewel being. You see, here was the prophet here with a little girl praying for that girl. Nothing happened. But now it seems like something inside, the real him left him and went into heaven before the throne of God and pleaded for the child. Right. But now, while you the service was on, everybody was seeing that Brother Bernie was there praying. But the real him had left. Now, what I'm trying to bring to you is that even when we have a, we have a problem or trouble, there is the real you. That should bring your body, this one, into what? Subjection to the way. Amen. Now he says, seem like I left. It might seem fanatical, but it is what? True. Do you get it now? Now, seem like I left the earth and went in before the throne of God. There was the blood of Jesus Christ. I know the little Indian girl maybe couldn't understand English or not nothing. So it seems like that God opened up my faith for the blood of Jesus Christ and presented it to her. Now you see now, love being projected. When love being projected, sovereign grace takes place. You see now, Bremen projected compassion. He projected love for this little girl. Now, immediately, that opened up his faith. Now, do you see now why we say we are grounded and embedded in love? Because the grounding place is what? Love. But not just love, but divine agape love. Amen. Amen. Now, I know this. Now, he says, seems like the God opened up my faith for the blood of the Lord Jesus and presented it to her. In a few moments, I was back down, kneeling for a couple, like three hours. And I had, I wouldn't comment on the three hours. That's, you know, imagine praying for people for three hours. Now he says, I had my finger like this in front of her. I moved it. Her eyes were still blind. I said, you said, you see now, each and every time you are into travel, <laughs> you need to go tell God of what he has promised you. Yes. Now, Brother Bremen said here, yeah, you said, whatever I ask in your name. 
whatsoever it shall be done, it shall be given to me. He says now, just as I did, then my finger swayed. And here when those little big black eyes moving with my finger, and the little maid, the little blind Indian little girl, was made perfectly normal. And his eyes was open. Amen. Now you see now, even with me, I projected. My projection was, it was not because of me, it was because of you. Now, because now love was being projected, God had to come and what? Bring sovereign grace. And what is sovereign grace? Healing. Amen. So this one to this morning, I can speak in front of you. Amen. Now I want us to read another quotation. Because now, brethren, that says there is a secret. A little secret. Now, we know the spoken that I will restore, said the Lord, paragraph 13. He says here, how would you like, just before I start my sermon, yes, even you, just before I start my sermon, we're about to start. Amen. I haven't got my watch today. I left it. If I will just give you a little insight of something, that is a real secret. Amen. Just to me. And I thought about healing powers and so forth like that. And he says, paragraph 40, how many full gospel people is here? Let me see your hand. Full gospel people, may you raise up your hand. Would you like to know a little secret? Well, if you would, raise up your hand again just a minute. Now he says, here it is. He says, here is the secret. The secret of the whole thing is divine love. When you want healing power, the secret for healing power is what? Divine love. Amen? He says here, you got to have love. He says love is something that it will work on animal life. It will work on human life. It works before God. Amen. Now, you see now, if you are sick, the secret, that means even if you are a preacher, <laughs> you must have love. You, you cannot preach to people unless you love them. That is why you find that each and every time the pastor goes away on a, on a, maybe on a trip overseas, sometimes you'll find that maybe me and him are speaking. He says one of his greatest things that he doesn't want to do or to disappoint the people is that he will get there and his voice maybe is or maybe he gets a flu or something. You see now, that is what projection of love. Not being wanting to disappoint the people of God who have gone there, took an effort, prepared a conference, and you just don't turn up. You see? Why? It becomes a burden on him to fulfill what those people desire. Now that is what? Love. Amen. Amen. Now here he says again, I will write, I will, I will, as we see now, we will just want to read your quotation to show you what is the braiding for the prophet to speak for himself now. I think from the scripture that you've read, you've always realized that the braiding ground for faith is love. That means if you don't have love, you can't have faith. Now, here, another person came to Brother Brenham 
And he asked me a question. Let's hear what that question was. Uh, we'll read the Lamb's Book of Life. He says, a young fella sitting back there taking recordings now, he asked me, coming in, one of my brethren, Mr. Mesia, he takes recording of the messages in the meeting and his partner, Leo and Jim, back here. Leo said to me, coming in the morning, he said, Brother Brennan, which was first? Faith produces love or love produces faith? And I said, love produces faith. Not faith, love. But you have to love first before you can have now, even if you, you, you study uh, the messages of the, of the prophet, you, he will tell you that God is like a fountain of, of, of spirit. He's like a rainbow. Then he says, out of those seven, and he says there were like seven spirits of God. He says the first spirit that came out of God was love. That is why even if you, you look at the seven church ages, you find that when you look at the colors, the first color, on the Ephesian church age is what? Red. Which is love. You see, red is love. That is why Brother Bram says, when you red on red is what? White. Because red also signifies what? Danger. Or red also signifies what? Redemption. Red also signifies what? The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see now? That, that means the bedding ground for faith is what? Love. Because even with God, the first seven spirit that projects from him, the first spirit projecting from him is what? Love. Love. Amen. So you see now, now he says now, when you put red on red, it becomes white? White. Because now it is the red blood of the Lord Jesus Christ on your scarlet red sins. When that blood of Jesus comes and covers, destroys those sins, what happens? God cannot count those things for you anymore. Why? When he sees you, he sees the Lord of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though you are a person full of mistakes, full of faults, when the blood of Jesus Christ is applied to you, God doesn't see your sin anymore. What? Red on red becomes what? White. That means your sins are what? Forgiven. Amen. Now, that is why now I say we, our theme, will, we took it from the message that the pastor preached uh, he, um, he on, on love. Amen? Now, on the message, uh, the one that he preached on Wednesday, there was a very critical segment that he passed that we're just going to dwell on for a few minutes. And uh, that message, Home Governed by Love, the essence of whom I think that message was a masterpiece. How many agree? Amen. Amen. Now, there's a statement that the pastor said that Start with me. He said, mothers have eternal vision. <laughs> How many remembers that? Mothers have eternal vision. So for me, that was a golden nugget. Amen. And I really love that. Amen. And then because that statement is what we call the essence of motherhood. That means when your mother look at her children, there is one thing that the mother has when you look at the children, when he looks at their life, when he looks at the choices that their children make, when he looks at the work that their children are doing. 
Remember, your children are not going to be there with you all the time. No. There'll be a time when they have to move on, maybe go on to work. Mara, there is something that the mother has. A greatest concern that the mother has about the children is whether the choice that they make in their lives, the choice that they make in their workplaces, the choice that they make in their careers, where do they lead to? That means career-wise, work-wise, marriage-wise, loca location-wise. When a child goes maybe to work, a mother is always concerned, where my child is going, is there a church there? When my child goes to school or university, will he be able to attend church? That is an eternal concern that the mother always has. That whatever choice that the child makes, that the choice that they make, it must lead to one accomplishment. That of a greater goal. You know what is the greater goal? Heaven. Rapture. A closer walk with God. That means that is what a mother... Yes, a mother wants her child to graduate. But he doesn't want a child to graduate away from God. <laughs> Amen. That means a child must graduate in God. Whatever he does, accomplishment, you know, victories in life, they must be in line with the word. Amen. Now, that is the mother's eternal vision. Now, if, now we are talking about what? The first love. A mother, when a child, her child gets older, marries, gets a wife, or gets a husband, the concern that a mother has is whether that husband, whether that wife will make and help that child to be a better servant of God. Yeah, no, you can buy that child a car. It's okay. You bring her a mansion. It's fine. They appreciate that. But they don't want a child in a mansion away from God. You see? Because the main concern is the ultimate goal. What is the ultimate goal? Amen? Now, you see, now we said the first love. Mm -hmm. Now, when a child now marries, the concern is the wife that the child, my child marries, will be willing to take second place. Yeah, you say second place? <laughs> yes! Is that husband who's marrying my daughter willing to take second place? Is that wife who's marrying my son willing to take second place. Yes. Amen. Because first place must go to God. You see, no? Yes. That should be your first. Yes. Amen. Yes. Now, he says now, let's read the spoken word. It says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, patience, 
meekness, faith, and temperance. Now you see that even in the fruits of the Spirit, the first fruit is what? Love. Yes, that's the first fruit. Others follow. Because love must be the bathing ground. You find that even faith is way down there. Because it is what? It is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, patience, meekness, faith, and temperance. Amen. There you are. Now he says, now, if you are a Methodist, this kind of fruits follow you, that you are not quick-tempered, that's fight a bad soul. If you've got patience, since you've got love, you are a consideration to everybody. Yes, if you've got love, people love you. Because whenever you are with them, what do you project? You always project love. Amen. Amen. Now he says, if you love, your first love is Christ. You see? There it is there. Your first love is what? Christ. Your first love is what? God. Your first love is what? The Holy Spirit. Your second is your fellow man. Now, this is where people always have a problem now. Because now here is something that he says. He says, let you be fed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Amen. Now you must put God first. Yeah. You are not even second. Yeah. <laughs> you are third. Yeah. That is why I'm, I was saying here that is that husband willing to give that, that girl of mine second place? Because he has to be fed. Yes. That, how work, that is how work, love works. Because love is always a projection. Love is not receive, receive. No. <laughs> love is give, give. You see it now. Now, every person, that means if you fall in love with somebody, they must get second place. First place being what? God. Second, them. And third, you. Because you must project to them. Amen. Now he says, let you be fed down like that. If you are moving on, God, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, may you say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and then there is divine. You see now, when you have love, then divine healing follows. Amen. Now you have to be what? You have to be fed. Now we'll read another quotation, Jehovah Jireh, uh, paragraph uh, 72. And he says, now, the, the reason is because the mother always knows that for a child to amount to anything, in fact, for any person, whether it's a child or it's an adult, for them to amount to anything, God has to have first place. Yeah. Yes. If you want to, to be successful in life, you have to give God his place. First. Now in Jehovah Jerry he says paragraph 72. Brother, if you ever amount to anything, you've got to love God better than you see now, there he goes now. You have to love God better than your wife. Love God better than your husband. Love God better than your children. Uh, Amen. You've got to love even better than your pastor. Amen. Yeah, everything that they 
is you've got to love God first. Because he's what? He is your first love. God gets first place. But now the problem with us people, people always have a problem. They give him what? Tenth place. Last place. They do all that they do. Then consider God. No. You, you what? Every time you go, you know, that is why people always, they don't get victory in life. Because when they march, they leave the master of battle behind. You have to put the master of the battle forward in front of you. Amen. He has to be first. Whatever situation in life that you're going to go through, he must be the one leading. Because, the, because he says, the battle, David says, the battle is not mine. The battle is the Lord's. Yes, it's my battle. But it is the Lord's. Because I'm his son, I'm his daughter. Amen. But he deserved the best we got. And the first we got. Not only that, but he deserves all that we got. All of it. That means in your life, you remember the pastor once preached a message of compartmentalized life. You remember that? How many remember that? (laughs) Brethren, we must remember. Compartmentalized life. That means you find that in a person's life, there is a room. That he goes in, God is not there. Yeah. Hey, brother, that is where demons. <laughs> that is the bedding place for demons. That room. We, if you have a place in your life where God is, you must know that that is where that is an entrance for the devil. Yeah. Your life should not be compartmentalized. God must possess all your life. That is why he says here we we have to give him all we got. Everything. Everything has to be what? God. He said, because he says in everything that you do, do it in the name of every he didn't say some of it, some some things. Some don't. No, he says everything that you do. You must do that in the name of what? Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you must get what? First place. Before you consider something, your concern should be, will it please God? Is God in it? Is God leading it? Is God with me in that thing? Everything that you do, he must be the one leading. He must be the one guiding. He must be the one in the front. Yeah, forward we move, yes. Brother Chetty sent, sent a, a, a quotation about from, from the... Uh, I think the greatest battle ever fought. He says, God wants men that will go into battle who will not be afraid to fight. But, you know, if you fight, but he's not there, my friend, you lose. He has to be the one leading the battle. Amen. Now you see now, a mother's greatest concern is whether the husband the wife of my child will not take my children away from God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He will not take them away from, 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 from God. That means he will, that person, that partner needs to enhance, support. He needs to work in tandem. Okay, let me give you an example now. 
There is working in tandem and working out of tandem. That means if we say tandem, it means in support of, in conjunction with each other. That is what tandem means. You'll find that the, uh, the, the, maybe the, the girl, you know I have a little girl, this why I'm so passionate to preach like this, amen. You find that maybe a, a boy approaches a, a girl, your daughter. Yes, my father, your daughter. <laughs> amen. Now, when he, he approaches them, remember, the, the pastor has taught us that Brother Mafagasa can say yes or no. Or no. Now, if the mother works in tandem with the husband, that means when the husband says no, it is the work of the mother to make the daughter, I think she's heartbroken. Yeah. Oh, my oh, Marriage is passing me. My father just said no. <laughs> yes. Hey, my father just said no. Oh, will I be the spinster for the rest of my life? Oh, you see, those thoughts is what is going on in the daughter's mind. Yeah. I got Remember, you need to be a father with the Holy Ghost to be able to make such a decision. You must have a what? Eternal. That means it's not only mothers who must have an eternal vision. Fathers also have, must have it because an eternal vision is what? The Holy Ghost. You see? Now, when the father said no, you know sometimes it's a, it's a feeling. No, man, this boy is not, just not right. We, we will see why he cannot be right as we go on. Yeah. You will see. Now the, pastor, the, brother, the, pastor, the father said no. Now the mother must make the daughter to understand that the reason your father, you know, for, for, for the daughter to understand, this is how the conversation must go. Your father is a servant of God. Yes. <laughs> you see now, the moment it goes like that, then the daughter will pay attention because there is God in there. If he says no, he might not be able to explain it now. But you must trust him because he trusts in God. Because now it is not only him saying it. It is God through your father saying it. You see now? Now the daughter now will start to listen to understand now waking out of that is waking in tandem now. Yeah. You see, these are <laughs> these are soulmates in heaven, eternal mates in from glory. They work in what tandem. They work with each other. You see, now working out of tandem. This is what's gonna happen now. The father says no. The mother sneaks out the daughter to see the boyfriend. Yes, but I'm a there comes the problem. Now you see now, these, are, these people are not working in tandem. That means when you work in tandem, you must have the same spirit. And not only must you have the same spirit, you must have the spirit with a capital S. His spirit. Not only the father, the mother as well. Same spirit. That means a, a, a child cannot be refused something by the father. <laughs> Gets it from the mother. Amen. That is out of tandem. You see? Now that is eternal vision. This is what I'm saying. 
it is not only the mother. The father also must have eternal vision. Amen. Now, as we go on, when, when this girl gets married, it is the concern of the parents that this man, as much as we raise this girl and then we try to lead her in the ways of the Lord, this husband of his, of hers, will do the same. That means it will just be a continuation of what started in the family, in the house. It will be carried out in their house. Then the, the father now will be very relaxed and say, son, you want to have my daughter? Have her. Why? Because he knows what? The eternal vision is going to be realized. Now, you see now, it is a father's eternal vision as well. It is every parent's eternal vision. It was Hetty Wright's eternal vision. You know, she could have asked for many things. But what did she ask for? That is heaven. <laughs> Amen. That is rapture. That is a closer walk with God. That is what Hetty Wright asked for. Amen. Now, the question now comes. What is love? We've said a lot. What is love generally? What is love literally? Because sometimes people, they, they talk about something, they don't understand what it is. Now, but at least the president told you that if we, it was not because of the, the prophet, we will be eating supper in the morning. Yeah. So we thank, the, we, we thank the Lord for a prophet. Because now at least, you know, eating a supper in the morning with a degree. Now, I, that makes it worse now. You have an understanding, you know. Mara, because the Pope says, the Archbishop says, you just do. They come with a small piece of cracker. They put it there. And they say, during that thing, they say, it's the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Eat it. And he says, now you're done. You see, that is why he, the, 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 the revelation says, they had lost their first love. And the deeds of the Nicolaitans were getting embedded yes. in that church. You see now? Because now why? The lady was conquered. That means the people didn't have the leading of the Holy Ghost. It was just the bishop who had an access to God, access to tell them what to do. But God doesn't want it that way. Because yes. this gospel is what? It's individual. Amen. Now let's read here a, a, a quotation by the prophet. He will tell us what love is. We'll read from Divine Love and Sovereign Grace, preaching 1956-08-14. We'll read from paragraph 18. Amen. Now he says, my wife is sitting here, is sitting present. When we married, I took her to be my wife and promised to live faithfully to her until death separated us. And she promised the same to me. Now, it isn't law. <laughs> Love is not law. So you get it now. 
When I leave and go overseas or somewhere and be away a long time, I don't have to say, now Mrs. Brenham, I'm going to lay down the law to you. When I'm gone, I don't want you flitting with another husband. I don't want you doing so and so. I don't say that. Now, she doesn't come to me and say, Mr. Brenham, then I'll tell you. I agree you're telling me. Yeah. Now, even me, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you also, you will not flit with other wives. You must do this and that. We, we don't think like that. Yeah. You see? He says he and his wife, that's the prophet, they don't think like that. No. We just love each other. Now you, now you will see, now we are getting into it now. He says, when I get ready to go, we kneel. What does that mean? Kneeling. You see, pray. God first. That means they are love. The first thing in amen, leading their life is what? God. That is why I say in everything that you do, put God first. Now he says here, yeah, we kneel in the room and take hold of each other's hands and raise the other hand to God and say, thank you, Father, for being so kind to us and for helping us. Now we must separate because you said, listen to what he says here now. If you want forsake wife, children, and all, and cleave after me, you are not worthy to be my... You see now, even in the house, it's all about discipleship. Doing God's work first. Now, you see now, if you get one who doesn't understand that, then it's a problem. They will fight you. You don't give me time. You, don't, you know, you don't even have time for me. Yes, you are busy preparing the ways. You are busy reading. You know, going to conference after conference. You know, me, I'm left alone with it. <laughs> but he says, yeah, if a husband doesn't do that, you are not worthy to be my disciple. And now, Father, no matter what I will do, I'm still not worthy to be the disciple. But this is such a little thing that we can do. That we are willing to do this little thing for love. That we have for you, both of us, couple. The love that we have for you. Amen. As you know, you have for us. You get it now. He says now, paragraph 19. When we go through praying, I kiss her goodbye and I say, good heart, sweetheart. And she says, good heart, I'll be praying for you, Bill. That settles it. There is no thou shall not, thou shall, nothing about it. No. Now he says now, now when I'm out into the field, and now I'm out there, you know. She don't have to worry about me. I don't have to worry about her. Now, that is an eternal vision. We want our daughters to be married to such men. And we want our sons to, marry, to be married to such wives. 
Brother, you can't be at work and worried what your wife is doing. No, no, sir. No, you can't. Now you are busy there doing, what do they call this thing that they do? Where they go with ropes and then they go up there with heights. Sky riding. You are sky riding, you worry. You'll fall. Now they call it an, now after you fall, they call it an injury on duty. But it's an injury at home. Yeah, because you are at work, but your mind is not at work. Your mind is what is happening at home. You see now, that is a parent's eternal vision. Now, he says, I don't worry about her. As long as I love her the way I do, she'll never have to worry. No. As long as she loves me, I'll never have to worry. So we got confidence in each other as husband and wife. That we love one another and that it just settles it. We just go on our regular routines. No stress. No. <laughs> now, if I, if I know that I could do something bad, now, this is paragraph 29. Yeah. And get by with it. Go tell her. Confess my sin. And go tell her I've done wrong. You know, I wouldn't do it. Mm. Even if I can get away with it. Right. You see now? Now we're going to pure love now. You, you, you see what love is? Mm. Amen? I wouldn't do it even if I can get away with it. It's not a game of cat and mouse, no. Who's going to catch who? Doing what? <laughs> no, sir. It is just confidence in each other. Amen? If she'd forgive me, say, that is all right, Bill. I know it was a case of this or that. You've explained it to me, I'll forgive you. Will you just forget it? I wouldn't do it. Even if I know she would forgive me, I wouldn't do it. Because I do what? I love her too much to do that. I love her, I wouldn't hurt her. But yet, I know she will forgive me. But I wouldn't do it. You see? I know it will scar her heart. You know why? It's because her heart is part of my heart. If I scar her heart, I'm scarring mine. So I wouldn't just hurt her for no reason. If, if I did something wrong, I would scar her. And if I think that, that, and if I think that, with a filial love of women love towards my wife, how much more ought I to my Savior? No matter what will be this, then I want to please him. I want to love him. I want to be able to say, that's my servant. That's my servant. I, want, I, I, I can tell him, go there, and he will go. 
you go there, your, your wife has given you blessings. Yeah. You know, there's a quotation, the, the pastor will read it. He says, I have a sweetheart at home. As I stand here, the pulpit is 8 o'clock. I know she's down there at home praying for me. Now we want our daughters to be married to such men. We want our sons to be married to such women. You see? That is what we want. Amen? Now, I want to say, that's my Lord. If he sends me here, I'll do it. And he said, that is what love is. Amen. Now you get what, you, you're getting now an idea of what love is. Right. Amen. Amen. It is something that binds us with God. Amen. It binds a husband and, and a, a wife together with God. Amen. Amen. And it takes away all fear. You can, you know, love, love, love casts away fear. Is a scripture. Love cast away fear. Love cast away demons. There's no, that means there's no demon power that can stand in front of life. Because the greatest demon is what? Fear. Yeah, that is the greatest demon. Fear of dying, fear of being sick, fear of failing. That means that is the bedding place for demons. Fear. The bedding place for faith is what? Love. Amen. Amen. Now, if somebody can come and say, Mrs. Brenham is not true to you, I wouldn't believe it. You couldn't make me believe it, no sir. For I have confidence and love. I wouldn't say, if you reckon she is, what will happen to my children? You woman, divorce is coming. Ah, no, sir. No, sir. No. I wouldn't say, no, I wouldn't believe it in the first place because I do what? I love her. If I cast out the fear, it will cast out the fear that we have that he won't keep his word. That means, you see now, it is now filial love, now it is agape love. It will cast love, agape love, if you have it, it will cast away the fear that God wouldn't keep his word. Remember, this is every book, every chapter, every verse is yours here in this book. Now, and he can keep each and every chapter, he can keep each and every verse for you. Amen. Amen. And no matter what you say, the days of miracle are passed, God don't do can God do that. You just might as well save your bread. I love him. I believe him. And I take him at his way. That settles it. God says so, and if he goes so, it does it. It will cast away a fear that he won't keep his word. Now you get what is left now? We've talked about filio. Now we're getting into what is it? Agape. Now, Brother Bram, there's something that he says here. He says, when a man loves a woman and don't know why, that is pure love. That is what we call unconditional love. That is love not coming from here, but it's love coming from the heart. Not from the head, but from the heart. You see? And that love... The reason mm -hmm. we say so is because 
Such love, which is pure love, unconditional. It doesn't depend on what you see. Yeah. You know how beautiful she is, how handsome he is. It doesn't depend on the sense of smell. The perfume that he's wearing that day. No say. Or what you hear, you know, you know there's some this boys. Charming. Serpents. Charming. It doesn't depend on the sense of hearing of what he tells you. No, sir. Such love that doesn't last. No, sir. Now, if you have found a person uh, and then you don't know why, you have found what we call a soulmate. An eternal mate in glory. Amen? Because that person is not only... You see now, we say glory. <laughs> glory is not here. Glory is from heaven. You see now? That means your love should not be based on what happens here. It should have something to do with what happens up there. You see? You don't have to... You, you, you see, when you find a soulmate, you've part, you found part of yourself. She also found a part of herself. You don't have to reason to love yourself, is it? Motherfuckers, do you have a reason to love yourself? <laughs> why then should you have a reason to love part of yourself? Yeah. That is why, that's why we say when you found somebody and you don't know why. Now, the moment you have a reason to love, that love becomes perverted. And the moment love comes from here, not from here, that love is perverted. I don't want to say this to make you laugh, but I will say it. If love depends on your sense of sight, you may see a yellow bone, makeup. Akrisha has put makeup now. Now, the next morning... It's a, it's a makeup love, you know. It comes out with makeup. When the makeup comes out, that love is, comes out. Because it's, it's makeup. Now, that love can last even a few hours. Yes. But this one, they say eternal. Yes, because with makeup, now it's a yellow bone. Tomorrow it's a black bone. Now. <laughs> so you don't know. Mara, what happened? Yesterday I saw this. To this morning I'm seeing this. <laughs> Such love can confuse you. Yeah. Now, <laughs> let's read the quotation here. Brother Branham says, remember the problem is we want to understand what is perverted love. Mm. Agree with Brother Branham showed us love that a woman must have for, for her husband, that her husband must have for the, for the, for, for the wife. Mm. Now we want, agree with we are trying to, we are trying to help you. We have children that are growing. Yes, we are trying to help. Now let's hear what he says is perverted love. But let's go to this one first. He says, now, in God projecting his love, paragraphs, he says, now, life is in two different words, two different meanings. 
In the Greek, one of them is called philio. Now, that is the love that you have for your wife. Agape is the love, love divine. That is divine love. Amen. Now, the love that you have for your wife and the love that you have for God is contrary. Mm, it is not the same. Yes. And uh, you know what is contrary? That sometimes they go in opposite direction. Just listen to this now. The love that you have for your wife, if a man would insult her, you will kill him on the spot. Yeah. With that kind of love, with that filial love, mm. but with agape love, you pray for his lost soul. Mm. That is the difference. Amen? Now, there's two different types of love. I'm almost sure that many of us have been deceived. Yeah. Now, you see, now, that's perversion now. We don't want our daughters to be deceived. We don't want our sons to be deceived. To think pure love is what perverted love. Amen? Feel your love. Uh, where, where am I now? Oh, yes. I'm almost, I'm almost sure that many of us have been deceived with having feel your love and thinking it's agape love. Filial love is intellectual. That means it comes from here. Intellect. You know, when you are intellectual, you reason. You know? When I meet him, you know, he's doing this and that. He's at school. She's doing, he's doing that. Master's, PhD. You know, we'll have a nice life. That is reason. <laughs> but that is not it. Amen? That is just intellectual. Filial love. Agape love, we said it, comes from the heart. Now, that human love, affectionately love, that human love is what? Filio, affectionately love, filio. And there is godly love, what? Divine love. Amen. Now, godly love does not question. That is why we say, when you love the woman and you don't know why, <laughs> you see, there's no question. You can't question because you don't know. You just love her. And she loves you. Amen. Amen. Godly love doesn't question. Human love reasons. But godly love doesn't. Amen. It is perfect in its trust. This is why Brother Abraham says, I have confidence and love for her. Amen. You see? It's perfect. It just produces faith when you really love. You see now? Now let's go on now. Now we read here, here, here uh, paragraph 144. Now he says, brother or sister, no poet. You see now, he's speaking now about agape love. They went insane trying to find a way to express the love of God. There's never been a poet. One of them said, if all the oceans ink and every stock on earth a quill, all the scars, that is why he says you cannot comprehend the blend, the breadth, the height and the width of God's love. Amen. To write the love about, it will drain the ocean dry. Nor will there ever be any scroll that could contain the whole. Draw, though it is stretched from sky to sky. That is the depth, the height, the breadth and the length of God's love. You can, it's unfathomable. Unfath you can't comprehend it. 
Amen. Amen. Now, love. This agape love. Not love for one another. Not love for the world. But the love of God. Now, there is love for your wife, which is filial love. The love of God is agape love a million miles higher. Every love out of agape love is what? Perverted love. Now you find that it is agape love. It condescends filial love. It condescends lust. It condescends ungodly love. It condescends filth. Until it becomes a conglomeration of evil. It just condescends. Amen? And human life, this one is, is, is a perverted love which has an end. And everything that has a beginning has an end. But that is why now when we speak about husband and wife, we say soul made from glory. <laughs> we'll read the quotation here, you will get it. It is because your life does, your, the love that you have for your wife or your, doesn't start here. Because if it starts here, it will end. Because everything that has in the beginning has an end. You can't be eternal made in glory. An end. It, we say eternal. Amen. And human love has a beginning and it has an end. Now you find out now, agape love is a million miles higher. And out of it comes perverted love. Perverting condescending and perverting all the way through. Now let's read uh, from Hebrews and it says now paragraph uh, Hebrews chapter 4 paragraph 23. He said now watch the first is the perfect love. That's God's love pure and adultery. The next come here is filial love. That's the love you have for your wife and your children. The next dropped after that is, is what? Lustful love. The next is what? Ungodly love. It goes down till it is filled and it keeps on perverting and perverting and perverting. Amen. But now the question is that how do we stop this perversion? Because we have filial your love for your wife, but how do we cut off you know, this perversion? Now you find that for you to be able to cut off this perversion, that means something in you must take place. Something in her must take place. You know, it's like Ezekiel says that I have a, a stony heart. God will come give me a heart of flesh and God will take out my spirit and give me a new spirit. And after giving me a new spirit, he will put his spirit. You see now? That is how you cut the perversion. Amen? His spirit must come into us. You see now? It simply means that you cannot Marry somebody who doesn't have his spirit. Amen. You'll have your you are yearning for trouble. You, can, you, you can't have a heart of flesh and marry a person with a heart of stone. Stubborn. All for himself. Oh, what life are you gonna go through with such a person? You need a person with a heart of flesh like you do. You get it? A heart of flesh with a heart of flesh. Mm-hmm. Let the heart of stone stay with the heart of stone. Die. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, 
I, I want us to, to read another quotation here. Um, now he says here, the reason why now you must have a new spirit, because he says, on ye must be born again. But without the, that eternal life, this fellowship life, it will fade away. Even you, when you don't have eternal life, and uh, you, that love that you have with a human, it will erode, sometimes fade away. Because it has a beginning, it will have an end. But with eternal life, it can no more die than eternity can itself. And what is eternity? A perfect cycle. It is something that just keeps on revolving and revolving forever. That is what eternal life. Now he says here, it just revolved. It started it laying around this way. It will grow, go through the... You see, it keeps on revolving. Now he says, when he peed that spirit in us, in this flesh, that he has brought from, that he has taken out from the earth, and our filial love, this is where I want to... No, brother, you need to get this one. Is G must be born again, preached 1958, 06, 19. Because this is what should happen. Remember now, we need a new spirit. Now, when you have a new spirit, his spirit in you, what happens to fill your love? He says, when he had put that spirit in us, in this flesh, that he has brought from the earth, our filial love has become to a place that it is overrode. By what? Agape love. You see now? That is how, that is how you, you stop the perversion. That feel of love that you have must be overrode. That means your feel of love must be taken over. By what? Agape love. Now, when that happens now, what do you do? You have God in your life. Now you can fail. He's the one leading. You are following. Amen. Then we got eternal love in this calcium and potash. That has been fed and taken out from the earth. How much more can God who made it raise it up again? Therefore you must be born again. You see the formula now? You can't can be a Christian and go out with somebody that is not a Christian. It means that you are not Christian. It simply means that you are angry with believers. Make believers. Unbelievers. That means when you are in the middle of that. You are in the middle. Because you are leaning towards unbelief. Amen. Now, filial love become overruled. Because now, if it's just filial, it is just perversion. Last after last. The reason you find out the marriage doesn't last. But what does God say? He says, I hate the divorce. The reason he hates the divorce is because he has a formula for you. You see, God can't say something unless he make provision for it. Can we say amen? amen? No, no, he can't. He can't say, don't do this while he hasn't given you something to do. Feel your love must be overrode by what? Agape love. The love of God. Then the perversion stops. Now, you see now, if you love somebody and depends on beauty or how handsome that person, what happens when that handsome or beauty fades? Trouble. 
You see, but love from the heart must be governed by agape love. You see? And when it is governed by agape love, you just love anyhow. Yes, you just do. Whether she does a mistake, you do mistake, you just cover each other with love. Good times or bad times, cover each other with love. You see? This kind of love does not wane with time. No, sir. In fact, it's like wine. <laughs> you know what wine does? As it ages, it becomes better and better and better and better. That is that love. That is agape filial love overrode by agape love. Amen? It is not a maker. No, it doesn't last a few hours. That one. <laughs> Amen? It's not a love that you took from a tavern. Uh-uh, no. That one has makeup. You know, okay, maybe I shouldn't go there. But maybe I should. You know, when you are in the tavern, you drink. And you, I never drank before, but that's what they tell me. So I will relate what they tell me. When you drink, and you drink, and you drink, when you entered, there was this lady who was very ugly. When you drink, <laughs> and you drink, you look at her, and you drink some more. You know, she, she changes. It's a makeup. Now you don't know what happening to you. Now you're on the dance floor. You, let's, stop, let's just stop there. Because it's not a maker. No, no, sir. Hmm? With this filial love overruled by agape love, it is genuine love. Amen? It lasts, I, I wouldn't say even forever, it's eternal. Because it is governed by agape love. It is not based on appearance. It's not based on, you know, this thing that we are talking about are the five senses, but there is also imagination. There is also a, a, a sense of affection. No, no, it doesn't depend on those things. It doesn't depend on reason, no, or memory. You know, imagination, how you imagine him in your dream, no say. What if your dreams are wrong? What happens then? No, it doesn't depend on those things. It depends on what, on what God has given you. That's it. It is not based on a sense of, of smell. You know, the, the pastor sent, sent us a text about Brother Dioko. I love, I love him very much. You know why? Because for 13 years, they couldn't have children. If, you, if it's a filial love, we are talking problems now. You know, there is a reason. The reason is because now you can't give me children. Now I do this. Now you need a love that transcends death. 
He's not married for you for a reason because you can give me children. And when you have such love, God what? God can test you. You know, see how patient you are. But if you become a faithful servant, oh brother, he says, no, I, I think my son is enough. Let me give him a child. Now they're expecting twins. They had a child. After 13 years, they couldn't have children. They had a child. Do you see how God was? They had one. Now they're having two at the same time. Hey guys, you, or did you hear me? They're having two at the same time. Twins. From 13 years of not having any. Now, do you see how faithful our God is? 13 years you didn't have any. He gives you one. The next one he gives you two at the same time. <laughs> Why is it like I'm the one excited about this? <laughs> it is one. Nothing. 13 pass. Yes. You know, yo, the story of Abraham and Sarah. 25 years pass. Oh, they were heading there. <laughs> 13 years passed. Nothing. Then you get one. Then two at the same time. Oh my. Because this love does not depend on reason. It is just pure love. Your problem is my problem. We don't have children it's not you don't have, we don't have children. We are waiting upon the Lord. Not you are waiting and I'm busy. Huh? We are all waiting. All of us. Amen. All of us wait together. Agri are all made from glory. Yeah. We didn't find ourselves here. We just landed into Time, space, here, time. Mara, you are from somewhere else. Amen. Now, it is not based on imagination. Not based on affection, how you feel about him or her. No, sir. It is more than that. It is not based on conscience. Feeling pity, you know. Maybe, you know, who's going to marry? Maybe I must just... No, sir. It is, you don't know why. You just marry because you love it. You can't tell why. Now, if you base it on conscious, memory, affection, imagination, you'll have a problem. Let's see a girl, let's read about a girl that Brad Bram will tell you who had a problem. Because of why? He, he, he based it on the senses. On, on, on the... Amen. On the senses, on the mind. No, you don't do that. Let's read on Hebrews chapter 7. There's a quotation. It's a bit of a long quotation, but you'll enjoy it. Now, paragraph 357. Oh, sorry. He says, some little old girl here not long ago. Now, he says, this ain't a joke. Because I don't mean to tell it as a joke. But people know that this is not a place to joke. But a little girl here, you know, he says it. There was fine Christian boys here. Christian. And I can tell you, there is fine Christian boys here. 
There is fine Christian girls here. You want for a partner? Yeah. Why should you go outside in the world? While there is fine, not just boys, Christian. <laughs> Amen. That means when you say Christian, it means Christ-like. Amen. Long time ago, when I was pastoring here, we used to have just young men classes. And I speak to the young women on Sunday afternoon about sex and things. And the next Sunday afternoon, speak to the young men and try to get those things kept out. Now, he says, some little old girl started going with some old little shrimp downtown here. Now, listen now. Smoked cigarettes. Had a flux in his pocket. Drove a little roaster car. You know, Gushesha. Yes. Drove a car like that. Yes. Around town. You know, VW Polo. What do you call it? Polo. Yes, those things. You shouldn't be attracted to such. Smoke cigarette. Drank alcohol. You know a flask. It's not just a flask. There's alcohol there. Yeah. Drove a little roaster. Open roof. Yeah. I always, you know, patients, they always come to my seizure, then maybe you'll find that they say, I must speak to their daughter. And uh, I always ask them <laughs> one thing. What is it that you see? Because that was the same question Brother Ben was, was asking. What is it that you see in death? Yeah. If it's an open roof, uh, convertible, yes, and you are attracted to it, how many girls are attracted to the same thing? If he, he whooped you with that, how many girls has he whooped you? How many girls has he whooped except you? I'll say again, there are Christ, fine Christian boys here. Fine Christian girls here. No, he says, I couldn't see what she has seen in that boy. Now, this boy, he wouldn't come to church. He'll transport her, they leave her there, and then the girl will come in. He wouldn't come in. He'll put her in church out there, then he'll sit out there on the outside, in his car, and wait outside. Wouldn't come in church. I said to her one day, she lived in New Albany. I said, the first place, he hates, you see now, that is a mother eternal vision. He hates the very religion that you have. Yeah. He despises your Christ. Yeah. He will never make, you, make for you a good husband. Yeah. He will make your life miserable. Yeah. You will be miserable all your life. Yeah. What do you see in him? That's the question. What do you see in her? That's the question. Amen. And I said, there is fine little Christian boys here that you could go with. And there is your daddy, you see now. Tandem. Your daddy and mother are in tandem. Yeah. They despise the thought of you going out with this boy. Yeah. But you go anyhow. And you think I'm what? <laughs> now, the problem with this is that that too shall end. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. Hmm? Now, you see now, because now this boy, he's not a Christian boy, he's attracted to how this girl looks. 
3.59, he says, she started wearing makeup, running out. First thing, she was in a roadhouse. You know what's a roadhouse? Yes. Roadhouse is a, a place of, <laughs> yeah, the, the prostitute. It's a tavern. That means it's a tavern. You see, what is a tavern now? The pastor said it. Now they, she started going to bars. Prostitute place, taverns. In America, they call, they call it a roadhouse. But that is where all the field take place. Now she started wearing, she, she, she wants to beautify herself for this boy. Now she started wearing makeup, running out. Now she says, you see now, after that, her life was curtailed. She says she's gone on to eternity now. But before she stood here, went out, broke houses, gone. Do you see where a life of sin will live? Death. Now the problem is this now. In one of the churches, it says that one of the rewards of the people who overcame was that they will never be victim to the second death. Now, if you die like that, you die, then you, you die again. Now. You see now? You die here on earth. Now you have a white throne judgment and die again. You have suffered double death. Right? <laughs> now you, there is a way for you to avoid it. You understand? Now, but she says she's gone now. For her sake, I hope she was a child of God. Because, you know, if you are a child of God, that, that you are predestined. I hope she's predestinated. But again, it says by their fruit you shall. You see, it's a double whammy now. We hope you are, you are predestinated. But it says by their fruit we shall. That means we'll show by your, what you do. We shall know what is in in here. But she stood, you know what excuse the girl gave me back here that she loved that boy? She said he got such cute little feet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, but, but I, I believe <laughs> if you are a brother, you can't be a brother in West Side Street Shoe. Cute little feet, I Street Shoe. It's a problem. And he smells so good. You see, perfuming. Could you imagine that this boy perfuming himself out? That is a CC, not a man. Now, we're not giving you a license now. <laughs> I agree we know must we still have understand that cleanliness is God nice to godliness. This is hey brother, don't run away. <laughs> don't run with this one and say, hey, you hurt. Sissy. No, no, we want you to be clean. Mara, he says, brother says this now. He says, Look, I said, sister. I rather go with a Christian boy that has feet like gravel car. <laughs> Smell like a polecat. Do you know what is a polecat? If you get, uh, yes. If it gets in here, all of you are out. It just gets in here, 
you just move out. That's how a polecat smells. Amen. I will go out with a Christian boy that has feet like gravel cars and smell like a polecat if he was absolutely a Christian. That's it. Because you are soul made from glory. Amen. That's right. So, it's an it's excuse. Such cute little food. Smells so good. That little, little roadhouse runner. You see now, what did this guy was? That is why we say some, some love are perverted. And some of these love are deception. That is why you find some of them leading to uh, trafficking. It is, it is such a thing. A roadhouse runner. Child trafficker. Woman trafficker. They attract you with love. Perverted love. Amen. Then they kidnap you. We don't see you again. How many knows that this is true? Amen. Yes, it happens. You think you find a boyfriend. No, there is something behind it. If they don't kidnap you, you become a drug mule. You know what is a drug mule? You see now, what is the life of, away from Christ leads you? Miserable life. Amen? That little round, road runner, finally ruined the life of that girl. It's a shame. Disgraceful. But he comes here, brother, and he says, Marriage is honorable. You see, now there's a formula here now. Honorable, but it should be entered prayerfully and reverently. There is the formula there. You want to marry? Pray first. Reverently. Then you have honor. Amen. And a genuine love for that woman will bind you together forever. What you bind on earth, I will bind in heaven. Amen. When you walk down the street, yonder, she may get old and gray and wrinkled, but the same love you had for her when she was young, beautiful, and beautiful woman, you still have it because it's not based on makeup. You see? It's pure love. You understand? You may get stooped, yes, as you age, you may get stooped, shouldered, bald headed, wrinkled face, and everything, but she loves you just like you did when you stand with white shoulders and curly hair. If it is really from God. For you are looking to the time when you have crossed a river, yonder. You are from yonder, you are going back to yonder. You are from heaven, going back to heaven. That is why Christ says, I am from heaven. And I go back to heaven. That means even you too, if you are from heaven, eternal made from glory, you will go together there. The formula is what? Reverent. Pray. Reverent. Amen. Amen. That God is eternal. That is God's eternal promise. He said he would do it. You see now, Brother Bremen in the spoken word, um, who is this Melchizedek? He says, God vindicates his word in physical, material evidence. Now, if you are part of his thought there, his word there, you, you are, the promises that he manifests, he promised you that he will give you a wife, he will manifest here on earth. Mm-hmm. 
It will become, it is a word, then it was a thought, it became a, a, a thought, then it became what? A reality. He will make it a reality for you here. He promised you a wife, now that wife become what? Material. He promised you a husband, that, wife, that husband becomes a physical, material evidence of his promise. Amen. He said he will do it. And he, he will do it. He not only that he will get to it, he will he saw he will do it. Amen. Now let's re- read another quotation. Uh, the one that the, the pastor has posted it from the sixth seal. It says here. Now that's the formula now. Remember we have a prophet. Now he's giving you guys, young people who are about to get married, a formula. He says, sixth seal, paragraph 439. He says, you know, I got a wife that I love. That is me. I would not even have married her because of my life. You heard it? I would not even have married her because of my life for my first wife who had passed on. Because I had love for my first wife, I wouldn't even marry this one. And yet, because I love my first wife, and yet, as much as I cared for her, I wouldn't have married her even if it hadn't been God told me to do it. Do you see, no? I read the soulmate from glory. You see? It's the soulmate from glory. That means everything must come from, the answer must come from there. It must be, it mustn't come from here. But from there. He must say, yes, my father, so go. Then you go. You marry. You don't regret it. Live peacefully ever after. It's not a fairy tale. That it happens in a message. They live happily ever after. Only in this message. (laughs) Outside is a fairy tale. But here is a reality. And you know that the story of it. How she went to pray. And how I also went to pray. And then he told, God told me exactly what to do. And he says, go marry her. And exact time, oh, it was not just God. He will tell you, he, he, he was even, even given the exact time to go do it. She is a lovely woman. And it, that is the one I was quoting that she is praying for me tonight. And so now it is 8 o'clock at home. She is probably, as I sit here on the pulpit, it is 8 o'clock. She is probably praying for me now. That means it must be a life of prayer. You see? That's the formula. Now you say, okay, I prayed, pastor. Then what? God speaks. Hallelujah. Yes, he speaks. Sometimes you may say, Mara, I'm, you know, I prayed, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah, let me say it. You see, when you pray, God can answer prayer in different ways. Yes. That is why when you look, you, 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 find, you look for a girl, the past, you go to the past. <laughs> Agree is the angel of the church. Our people. Isn't he the angel of the church? Isn't he God spokesperson? Doesn't God speak through him? Now you see, that's your answer there. That means if she's from another church, 
the pastor must go to speak to that pastor and say, hey, you see, there is this girl there, my, my son, so what about her? Now they will, this angel of the church here and the angel of the church there, they speak. Then God answers. Isn't it so? That's how it happens. Then he answers. Amen. Amen. Now, he says here, marriage is honorable. Now, we're not talking about dating. We're talking about marriage. We're not talking about jolly. Yeah, jolly. Marriage. Honorable. And it must be entered prayerfully and reverently. That's the formula. Now, you'll have marriage, if you do that, you'll have a marriage covered by divine love. Marriage covered by agape love. A marriage that transcends filial love. Amen? Now, we'll read another quotation. He says here, in the Kinsman Redeemer. I don't know, we won't finish, but it doesn't matter. We, We just have to read this one. He says, When a man loves a woman, remember we thought about it, and marries her because she is just pretty, there will be an end to it. But when a man finds a woman that he loves, and he don't know why, but he loves her, she finds a man that she loves no matter how he looks like, and he loves her, and she loves him. That is an eternal mate in glory. That no nothing else can ever separate them. Because they are from eternity. And they stepped out into space of time. You are from there, you just came here and found each other. Yes. Eternal mate from there, God united you down here. So you will return back to eternity. Now it says eternity has dropped. You see who you should marry now. He says eternity has dropped down in a body <laughs> called time. That means you must be an eternity dropped in a body called time. He, she must be an eternity dropped in a body called time. Then you find each other. Then we say you are what? Eternal mates from glory. Then after that, when your time is done, you go, you do what? You go right back up to eternity again. You eternity dropped in a, in a body here called time. Then after some time, you all go back. Because you, you, you are from heaven. You go back to heaven. A woman that's beautiful, that beauty will fade, just for sure. You give it a few years. Maybe she's twisting down the street some little updress woman, sending more soul to hell all the bar rooms in the country. But she'll twist herself down the street thinking she's something. And the Bible says they stretch out. Remember the pastor preached about this. She stretched out the necks, wanting, wanting, mincing. That means twisting. Sending souls to heaven. Such women stay away from. As they go, in the last day, fulfilling the scripture and they don't know it. They stand in the yard with immoral clothes on, men looking at her, don't know. She may be a virtuous woman to her. You see now, that is why I said now, there are things that a mother 
who has eternal vision looks when she looks at a child. Even how she dresses. Uh, it's not only about Jesus Apagat. No, sir. The Jesu on a parrot, the one inside must show outside. By the fruits must show. The clothes must show. Amen. But at the judgment day, she'll answer for committing adultery with her. You know, because the, the word says, if you look at the woman and lust after her, you have already committed just by looking. So it's important to how you look like. So that people, they don't do looking on you and do things. Amen. And you end up in hell because of you not knowing. Amen. Hey. Amen. But at the day of judgment, she'll answer for committing adultery with hundreds of men and the spirit on them, they don't know it. The Bible says, naked, blind, don't know it. The miserable part is what? They don't know it. Amen. Now you see now. You are Eternity stepped into time. That eternity stepped into time must what? Must meet eternity stepped into time. Complement. Then you have a wonderful life. Amen. Amen. Now, that is when then Matthew coming, he says now, wherefore, they are no more twain. Yes, that's Matthew 19 verse 6. But are one flesh. And he says then, what therefore God, you see now, God must be the one joining you. Yes. Not friends, no. dating agency, no, no, no. social media, yeah. Facebook, no. WhatsApp. No. God Hallelujah. must be the one joining these two people to be one. That's another formula. Not friends, dating, maybe. You see, that is why the pastor doesn't like it, dating. She told you, but I'll say it again. Because if God shows you, he can't be wrong. Now, the moment you say, I'm dating this one, then I'm dating that one, then there's a problem. That means it was not God. That means it means that the person leading you is not God. That is why what you are doing doesn't bear fruit. Amen. Now he says, what God has joined together, no man. That means no courts of the land, no divorce decree should come and separate it. Because these people are what? Eternal maids from glory. That is why God hates divorce. This is your first love on earth. But the ultimate love is what? God in heaven. Amen. Now Proverbs 5 verse 80 says, Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. Amen. You see, it's only in the message where we don't have midlife crisis. No, sir. That is why we say your life becomes like wine. As you age, it becomes even better. You know, you have a better understanding of each other. You see? But when midlife crisis, those ones with midlife crisis, 
They want, they are 40 something. Yeah. Now they want a 20 something. Mm-hmm. The wife is 40 something. That beauty has faded. Now they want a new one. Yeah. You are safe here in the message. Stay here in the message. Amen. Now Malachi 12 says, Therefore take heed to your spirit and not let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. Now I want you to, I want to read this one from an amplified version so that you hear it. It says... He says, but no one has done so who has a remnant of the spirit. What did, what did that one do while seeking a godly offspring? Take heed then to your spirit and let no one deal treacherously against the wife of your youth. Then he says, verse 16, for I God, I hate divorce. Amen. He say, God is saying it here. You don't have amplified version there. <laughs> Amen. He says, For I hate divorce, says the Lord. Then God of Israel, and him who covers his garment with wrong. You see, a person who divorced, God, God uh, put that person in the same space as a person who covers themselves with a garment with wrong and violence. And says the Lord, Therefore, keep watch of your spirit so that you do not deal treacherously with your wife. Now, I want to give this um, advice to the young brothers. Now, what it means now, there's one mm. mistake that you should never, ever do. Agree, God says he hates the divorce. That means it does not matter how bitterly you fight with your wife. How bitterly you fight with your husband. You must never threaten them with divorce. No. Never! Amen. Don't put that scar on them. Never, because they won't forget it. <laughs> they will always remind you. Don't do it. Because why? It is against scripture. Hmm? Don't deal treacherously with her. You understand? Now you must be worried of all this love that are disguised. Lustful life. That goes down into a conglomerate of evil. That look like Love, but it is perverted love. You must stick to what? The first love, which is what? God. Then when God, you, you stuck to God, you'll find out God will cover your filial love that you have your, with your wife with agape love. Then your family, you have a home now governed by love. May God, may the good Lord bless you. Amen. We can stand up and have a worshiping song as the pastor comes. Amen. Uh, there is a song that I like. I don't know if you guys, if, uh, there's anybody who can lead it. It says, Likunutu Lemore. Do you all know it? If we know it, we can sing it as the pastor comes to the pot.
How many were blessed? Amen. You know, Brother Mitlavi mentioned about how a man in the bar would drink and witness false transformation. The state in which you choose is the state in which you must maintain the marriage. If the state was filled with the Holy Ghost, to maintain that marriage, you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, one man was in the bar, and he kept on drinking and taking out his wallet, looking into the wallet, drinking, looking into the wallet. And the bartender said, what's going on? Why do you keep on drinking and looking at the wallet? He says, I keep on looking at the picture here of my partner. The moment she becomes beautiful, I know that I'm drunk, I must go home. <laughs> and I believe it must be the same man that found this woman there. So to maintain the marriage, he's got to be drunk for the marriage to be maintained. The same way you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And what you saw in her at the beginning is what you will see throughout the entire marriage. How many agree with that? How many were blessed by this definition of love? And our young people must know what is a priority in the 20s is not a priority in the 30s and is not a priority in the 40s and is not even a priority in the 50s. Somewhat as you age, things that you used to take granted, they become more valuable. Am I correct, folks? So listen to the old timers when they advise you. I remember Brother George Martin, I spoke to him, he said his greatest regret in life is that he wishes he could have come to the Lord much earlier. He came when he was 21, but he says, I wish I could have come much earlier. So if you hear these things while you are still young, blessed are you. But make sure that you retain these things in your heart because they will sustain you for much longer. I, we, were, we were tremendously blessed. And is it my friend in Port Elizabeth, Pastor Kwasana? He says this young boy took a young girl to the hotel. And when they got there, the young girl took off a wig, took out the false teeth. <laughs> What's happening is because they are choosing based on the eyesight, but a believer chooses based on the sixth sense. Because the sixth sense can see further. Amen. And if you are a young man, you think you can marry any other woman and turn that woman into the sisters that you see that we've married, you are trying something that has never been tried in the laboratory. 
it will never work. If you are a young girl, you marry out there, and you think you can you can turn that man into the likes of and what and the elders. Hey, let me tell you, it will never work. For you to have such husbands, they must be born. They must be. To have these sisters that we have, you must have born again. If not, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's going to be a, an uphill. Israel was blessed as long as they remained in the homeland. Amen. Message believers are blessed as long as they remain in the message. Amen. The message is our homeland. Amen. Young ones hear us, the message is our homeland. I sometimes, you just reminded me the other time, there's this worldly boy that somewhat managed to sneak into another family and made them to think, make them to think that he loves the message. Now they were thinking they are taking the boy to church so that he can hear the message. Meanwhile, he was targeting their young daughter. The father is a minister. The father was not aware. But uh, because with God you don't take chances. Amen. He was really, really close to the, boy, to the girl. And he was living such a filthy life. Somewhat he contacted me and said, I'm anonymous. And said, I've got this situation. This is the setup. What must I do? Uh, with me, you can you will start being anonymous, but I will find your identity. <laughs> Later on, I was able to find out what the identity is, and he had told me things about his life that were very confidential. But I said, I cannot keep quiet because this boy is so close and is more dangerous. I had to call the father and say, let's have a meeting. This boy that you are traveling with does not love the message. He's targeting your daughter. Stop him. I'm showing you how they can sneak in. This boy was going to make this girl sick. And this girl was raised in the message, lived a clean life. But here is a serpent. Loves the weight, speaks about the weight. They think he's coming close. Meanwhile, he's not watching Christ. He's targeting the girl. Yeah. Hence, we've got to keep the church pure. Yeah. I say we've got to keep the church pure. for the sake of the, our young people. And young people, when we speak like this, some people speak from experience. Yeah. Hear them and hear them very well. Don't repeat the mistakes of other people. Yes. You can hear that and say, ah, nonsense, it's not serious. I figured it out because most of you think if you have Googled it, you have figured it out. Yeah. There are problems that Google cannot figure out. Yes. But the Holy Ghost can see far. Yes. The Holy Ghost can see through a man. The Holy Ghost can see through a woman. Yes. And not being happy in marriage is the most difficult thing. Yeah. I cannot imagine if I was unhappy. 
me, I was, I, my life was going to be shortened. <laughs> life can be very difficult when you are not in a marriage that you are Because that's where you spend most of your time in. Do you agree with what I'm saying? So, young people, the main son, what sounds foolish to the world is wisdom from God. And what sounds wise from the world is foolishness to God. Have that balance. But if you think you are clever, let's give you 15 years from today. And let's test your method. You're going you're gonna to turn around and tell us that I wish I could have listened. I wish I could have taken heed. I think the Holy Ghost is saying these things for a specific purpose. And he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. And if you hear, you're going to be wiser. Let God find a partner for you. Not social media. not, Not friends. No, no, no. Let it be God. When it is God, God will sustain that marriage. How, how many happily married people are in the building? Yeah. All right. Yeah. When a woman to, and and you, you don't need to check. You'll see with the radiant of the, of the skin with hallelujah, will you Now, so you don't need to tell us that you are taking care of your wife. We see. We can see. A woman that is going through a strain, you can see. But the onus is on you, brother. And again, the onus is on you, sister, to choose right from the beginning. Don't get married to a crook. Look at that, uh, how juvenile that uh, reason sounded. I want to be married to uh, this guy. I like his feet, cute. You, you can see, this, today is what we call metrosexual. This, he was spending time doing nails. Making sure that the feet smells nice and putting them with whatever. Is it olive? Whatever. <laughs> so that they look nice. Yeah. No. Real men, they work, their hands have got scars because they provide for their family. That's a sissy. <laughs> but the, the danger is that he had a, a road star, <laughs> a gushesh. <laughs> and he was a roadhouse runner. <laughs> Today we call them pimps. They scout young girls in order to introduce them into prostitution. Ah, we thank God for the pillar of fire. Parents, how many thank God for the pillar of fire? How many thank God for this message? Parents have got a headache out there. Things are tougher there. They don't know what, where the girl was last night. To an extent, some girls can even tell their fathers, the life that he gives me, you can't give me. You are a poor man. But here we've got our daughters. We may not have much, but they understand that these men, they are in partnership with Jesus. I'd rather, I'd rather, be, I'd rather lack with them than behave ab- abundantly with some forked uh, tongue Tommy wrote out there. You can say he's handsome. How many girls are telling him he's handsome? And mothers, hear me out. Most of the time, we are filled by the mothers. If we don't work in tandem. 
you find the husband thinks that oh, here we are raising a, a virgin, but mom knows. Mom knows stuff. And even when the weight comes, it doesn't have effect because the child knows, but mama knows. Ah, mama is happy with that boy. No, he's happy. Mama, you may be happy, but one day he will kidnap your child. And that's when we're going to go missing, and that's when you start telling believers that, no, I knew, but I thought it wasn't serious. Hey, it's serious. The devil, when he comes close to your child, expose the devil. And say, my husband, watch this boy. Pastor, watch this boy. Some young people, they told me it's not easy to get married, to marry at Lighthouse. I said, it's not easy because we don't allow to this. Here before you marry, you go through a checks and balances. Firstly, you need to, we, first we check, does your pastor know that you are here? Hmm? Before, your parents, do they know? There is a lot of checks in, why? We want to protect you. We want to protect you. Amen. But if we had so I'm sure the church was going to be full of young boys looking for girls. But not here. You can come for one Sunday, but you won't last. Because here we mean business. And we will sniff you out and deal with you decisively. But when you are a young man who's got honor, respect our faith, respect our God, respect our prophet, ah, everything where you go, Tikhons will say green light. The pastor say green light. The parents say green light. But when you are at Sotsi, it will be red after red. And sometimes we can even get you arrested, really physically. Get you arrested. When we come to protecting our young girls, we don't compromise. Unless they themselves don't want to be protected. Let's sing a song. A round of applause for the way. Amen. And in this church, when it comes to marriage, we say, touch is the move. You know when you play chess, touch is the move, what does it mean? You don't touch here, touch here, touch here. No, 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 no. Yeah? Once you touch it, we watch you. It must move. If it is not moving, it must be because of a scriptural reason. Not just touch here, today you are with this one, tomorrow you are that one. No, 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 no. And even our boys, we don't allow them just to talk with sisters on WhatsApp. Have good night with some silly image. If they send you that, print it out and just see Brother Watton, Brother Mbayan, ah, you, you will be sorted. It will be the last WhatsApp that you ever got. The next one that you got is the one that will lead to marriage. Because why? We respect you. Can we say amen? Sisters, are, are we together? Can we get an amen from sisters here? You are the protectors of the girl children in this church. And brothers, you are the protectors of the boy children. I told my boy, so I said, anyone in that church is your parent. If they correct you, you hear them. 
you, if you bring it to me, I'm going to affirm what they said. Yeah. All of them are your parents. I was talking to Brother Mpanyana, the Brother Mushavi, uh, 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 that sometimes the pastor's children won't hear the elders. I say, nonsense. The pastor's children are the first one to hear the, the elders. The clothes that they wear, who, who dresses them? Isn't the church? Yeah. Uh-huh. The food that they eat, who, who buys them? It's the church. So they can't live contrary to what the church believes. Are we, are we together here, folks? You, you can't tell me that the pastor's children are untouchable. Untouchable for what? Who feeds them? Who clothes them? The believers. They must respect the believers. And everyone has got a right to say, young man, hey, what's happening? And correct it. I hope we are together. Give us a song. This one, I think we can go on and on. It was a masterpiece. Especially for our young ones. If we can have children in this church that believe and live this, ah, brother, we have won half of life's battle. Some young men, they admire our young girls not for marital purposes, just to prove to the world that they are ordinary. I'll repeat. Some young men, worldly, admire our young girls not for marital purposes, just to drop their standards that she is like any other girl and can tell other boys that there isn't much there. Don't be that sister. Scarcity breeds availability. A mysterious woman is a very intriguing woman. And your number must never be available to any boy. If a boy phones you, the first time they must explain, where did they get your number from? Who gave them your number? Oh, is your friend. Deal with that friend. That, are you a, a telephone director of my number? Deal with be, be a woman of dignity. Be a girl of dignity. And uh, even our young men, be young men of dignity. I can go on and on. Let's, let's sing and wrap up in prayer. Just the worshiping song.
today. Maybe you're a husband, you have heard the message. Maybe you're a wife, you have heard the message. We want to stand in the gap for you and present your matter to God, that God may be gracious to you. Gracious Heavenly Father, you said to know the truth, for the truth will set you free. The Heavenly Father, what use would it be for us to bath in the morning, get into our cars, burn fuel coming here, and once we are here, not to hear the truth? What a waste of time it would have been. But dear God, when you come and address our needs, when you come and shape us, Dear God, you speaking the truth to us is another expression of love. You speaking the truth to our children is another expression of love. Dear God, we want happy families. We want stable marriages. We want sober young men. We want modest young women. We want the Holy Ghost to have the preeminency in every member of the local assembly and never to give the devil a room, dear God. We see how the devil has become so daring and how, dear God, is unapologetic in the destruction of lives, especially young lives. But dear God, what would save us from this tragedy that we see in the end time? It only takes the message of the hour because it is the only hedge that is there around us. And dear God, once we are protected by this hedge called the message of the hour, we know that such protection, dear God, can never be intercepted by the devil. We pray for our young people, dear God. Many of them have got so many decisions that they need to make on daily basis. 
Many of them have got mind battles. Which way to take? Which advice to take? Oh God, be merciful unto them. May you give them the wisdom, dear God, to be prayerful. May you give them a wisdom to build a closer relationship with you. There are mothers in the building that are praying for their children. Like the old sister Hetty once prayed for her children. And this afternoon, under the authority of the word of God, we can stand as William Brenham stood and say we give them their heart's desires. May you save their children to the uttermost, dear God. If the devil would want to snatch them away, I say, Satan, you are a liar. You were defeated 2,000 years ago. And we are here this afternoon to enforce the defeat. Our faith is not like their faith. Our Lord is not like their Lord. Our marriages are not like their marriages. Our families are not like their families. Our husbands are not like their husbands. Our wives are not like their wives. Our children are not like our, their children. Because here we've got the rock of ages. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, dear God, for families that are here. You know what is going on in families. You know their needs materially. You know their needs spiritually. You know their needs emotionally. However way you know their needs. May you grant every family here their heart's desire. May you protect every family. And may the pillar of fire leave from here and go to every house and be on guard at all times against evil spirits in the end time. Dear God, no matter how the storm is raging, no matter how vicious the enemy is, there is one thing that I'm absolutely convinced we will overcome the enemy. Not other people, we will overcome the enemy. And we will overcome him in every area of our lives. Because we've got a weapon, and that is the revealed weight of the hour. Bless Brother Mutlavi, you have used him, dear God. And add more to where he has taken and restore his virtue. Bless him and bless his family. Bless our local ministers, dear God. Bless them together with their families. Bless our local elders, dear God. Bless our musicians. Bless our technical team. Bless everyone in church. Bless everyone that is available and that is contributing to what you are working, dear God. You see every effort, dear God. Even the efforts that may be hidden from the naked eye, you see it, dear God. May you reward it accordingly as we pray, dear God, and commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Don't forget those that will need to transport for next week. Just see the deacons, Brother Mpanyana and Brother Watt, and just indicate what your requirements will be and how they can assist. Once a foot, their foot is for your own, for your own, for your own. Amen. So, but immediately after, just see them. If you are looking for a place to sleep over there, and then we'll be able to connect with what can work out for you. Uh, but just, just see them after the service. Amen. Let's sing a song. What song are we singing? Where is Kuni? Oh, uh, two songs. 
then we are dismissed. Just turn around and say to your neighbor, it was good to hear the wedding church with you around. Away, I see Brother Homu there. God bless you. A round of applause for you. Amen. Wonderful. Let's sing two songs and then we, we, are, we are leaving. Uh, I'm blessed by how the local ministers here are doing. And I'm saying most of the time where I'm invited, where I can go, I'm going to begin to send them. Okay, you've got a conference in Gwekwe. I can't come, but here is a minister. Let him come be a blessing. There's a brother that phoned from Swaziland and said they would like how we do things. They would want us to come and preach for them and see how we can assist them. The pastor has passed on. I said, ah, we've got ministers that we can send. Amen. Amen. You see how they are blessing you, they must go and bless others. Isn't so, brethren? Amen. Amen. Give us two songs and then we are dismissed. Two.
nothing that Jesus cannot fix. As he fixed you a matter sometime, if he fixed it yesterday, he will fix it today. And if he fixes it today, he will fix it tomorrow. That's why I say, I'm not afraid because I know who holds it tomorrow. Give us another one and thereafter we'll, we'll go. Amen. Nadiana, Silibona, Kamehu, Enkizio, Hawizu, them give you the key that you want. Yeah. Amen. You can hear we are going to Nasputi my school or so.
and made of this gospel, and women of this gospel, that can move, being focused, and never be distracted. There's a song that used to be that by Pastor Mobula and Pastor Diweras, but the end time message is moving like a magnet. It's moving here, it's moving there, it's moving roundabout everywhere. You can't stop it. You can never stop it. You can kill the messenger, but you can't kill his message. Come with it. This is the last one. I'm reading it. Let me ask you.